Blog Talk Radio. Today is the 21st of May. It is Thursday. It is Dream Theme Thursday in the U.S. It is a holiday weekend this weekend. It is the first holiday since a lot of the restrictions have been relaxed. So we are going to see a different world this weekend. And I'll let you guys know on Monday, but I did not realize time-wise that we were this it's the Memorial Day weekend here. And on this weekend it's usually when summer is kicked off. And I'm like, Summer, where was spring? And at the same time, I know where spring was. It just feels when they say there is no time, it feels timeless. All of those sayings, time answers every question. All of that is here. It's so weird. So yesterday, they started opening and relaxing in some states more than others. So there was a mall open yesterday. At first, I thought I dreamed this, but it turned out it was real news. So I must have seen it before I slept last night, that there was a shooting in an Arizona mall. And I'm like, really? They didn't waste no time. We get back out, and it's like waiting right around the corner. And I thought, oh, my God, that wasn't a dream. And the interesting part was, as I was realizing all of that, Christ was talking to me about illusions, the illusions we create. Oh, this is happening. Oh, that's happening. And it really is happening. But when we talk about it, we create the illusion of it being a normal thing, even though it's abnormal. Within the abnormalities, it becomes normal. And it's like back in the energy, back in the fold. It's it's a very delicate energy when we give something time and energy. It doesn't mean we don't solve it. But when we put it out there and somebody else hears it, it's kind of a crazy thing because it becomes part of the psyche. And if our psyche isn't that healthy or it's hurt or it's in pain, it can relate to that. And there's just very delicate things that I'm writing about and just even thinking about where I hear Christ chime in. And it's so heavy in these days. But what I got out of it was how important it is 
for your brain to be exposed to the things that grow you or make you feel like things are possible, dreams are possible, not just the things we dream about at night. Because another thing I saw last night was this quote, and you won't even believe who said it, but it's a quote of something that a child wrote when she was a child. She's now in her middle 20s. But she wrote, a dream is a great thing. A dreamer is someone who can make a difference. Because remember, Christ said that we don't only have one dream. There's many dreams that we have to try to get to or do in our lives. But a dreamer is someone who can make a difference. And it was Miley Cyrus. Her father was being interviewed and showed a box where she wrote that on the front of the box. So dreams, daydreams, night dreams, things we think, things we expose, we become, we create. So when we focus on things that hurt, we become good herders. We hurt ourselves and then we hurt others. And when we focus on things that grow, we grow. When we focus on confusion, we stay confused. It's, it's such an interesting way of how much control, how much control we do have in our choices of what we focus on. I will forever say that if you don't want to eat an entire bag of chips, the bag of chips. Because if you buy it and nobody else is in your house, what's going to happen to you? You're going to fight with yourself all day long, create this whole drama and then you're finally going to give in to it, and then you're going to eat it and probably eat the whole thing because it's hard not to. And then you're going to be mad at yourself. But if you didn't buy the bag of chips, you've just taken out that chunk of drama in your life. It's the best example I could give. So we have to help ourselves. But once we start, we no longer need to. We just know why we're doing what we're doing. And it builds the momentum forward. So anyway, I just had to say that note because it's been such an interesting time. And I'm writing so much. And the things Christ says, I'm like, wow, did we really have to wait till now in our history to hear that? And it turns out, yes, we really did have to wait till now. We really did have to wait till now. So I have these dreams. They're a series of dreams. I'm going to read them to you. They're from one person. They are anonymous. It says, good morning, Nadia. I have had dreams I would like to keep anonymous. Here is a sequence over several days. In the first night, I dreamt I got lost in a bad neighborhood and called my boyfriend last minute to save me. Before I got lost, I trusted my friends with my keys, wallet, and bike, which were safe. All items were red. Second, I dreamt 
creatures, one an oversized raven eating a startling wait eating a startling being slave to the hooded neighborhood. Hmm. Secondly, I dreamt of two creatures. Oh, one oversized raven eating a startling being slave to a hooded to the hooded neighborhood. I guess somebody who was a raven eating someone, a neighbor, a hooded neighbor. I tried to look the hooded figure into his eyes, and the moment I did, I felt his ill will and ran. Third night, I dreamt I could finally see orbs with my bare eyes, which I could only capture on camera so far. I thought to myself, oh my God, finally, and I was so happy. Last night, I dreamt of my boyfriend's ex-wife. He handed over his youngest daughter to her, and I witnessed it. We then stayed in a luxurious hotel, but he was present only as spirit. Then I dreamt of going to heaven through a spiritual turnpike, trumpet-like structure. I was gold about music, and I saw letters written out as my own footprints. I was told when I die, there will be music for me. End of dreams. There is so much going on in for me right now. Sometimes I feel my heart wants to explode. Much love and light. And here we go. So, that's a lot of dreaming, first of all. And a lot going on. Because... In the succession of nights, first of all, to remember your dreams, they have to be pretty strong, even though you may be a person who normally remembers their dreams, to remember them one night, next night, next night, next night, is that you're like on high alert. You know, you're a lot of change. The change is, you know, a positive change to the point where you are kind of conscious of yourself while you're asleep. You're excited. You want to get running the next day. You know you have to sleep. So you sleep, and you don't go down so deep. You're, you're in that place where you're kind of in and out. So here you are in this sequence of dreams. But what the first dream is telling you is that you know the difference between feeling safety, personal safety, and not. You have learned to identify. When you say all the items were red, you have learned to identify that, okay, if I take care of my stuff, I'll be able to find it. Even though I'm not in a great area, I have friends I can trust, Here's my stuff. I'm going to still venture into this area I'm not sure of, but I'm not going to put myself completely at risk. So you're taking the moments to say, hey, you know what? I know I'm going somewhere that isn't great instead of being blindsided when you get there. I'll put my stuff in a place of safety instead of losing everything but I'm willing to take this risk to get to where I need to go. So you're starting to have foresight. 
Instead of just jumping in and expecting your circumstances to change your world, you are taking normal precautions instead of needless precautions, normal precautions to go forward. So you are now planning. Okay, you're making plans. You're starting to say, okay, everything's a process, and I, this is where I start, but to start, this is what I need to do. Then you have your second dream about watching someone else get eaten by a raven. And you knew that that person, the hooded figure, had ill will. So you're seeing, you're noticing when something isn't right for you around you, whether it's a person or a circumstance. It could even be as simple as you looking for a house to live in and you walk in and you're like, I don't feel a thing, not mine. And there's houses we walk into and we're like, I could live here forever. And someone would go, really? What, what do you like about this house? I don't know. I just feel good when I'm here. I'll make it work. And you get in and you say, well, I'll remodel this and I'll remodel that and I'll do this and I'll do that. But you like the house. You like the house. Or you don't. See some more. But you're starting to be able not only to foresee and plan but you're starting to be able to say, hey, that's not good for me. Oh, that person, you know, not mine. I don't trust. I don't feel right. I don't feel good here. So your dreams are developing. They're coming into this place that you're in. Because once we can start to believe in ourselves, our dreams are different. They're more definite. They're not like, you know, you're flying and getting snatched by animals and, you know, all this stuff is going on and you can't help it and you don't know how you got anywhere. These dreams are like total directions, like a little map. Because then we go to the third night. I dreamt I could finally see orbs with my bare eyes, which I could only capture on camera so far. And I thought to myself, oh my God, finally. And I was so happy. Because you like to believe can feel special to yourself. And a lot of times people, when they see orbs, feel special. And I want to tell you guys a little bit about orbs because for some reason, I always saw them. I don't see them like I'm just looking at the sky and I see orbs. And I don't see them like um, floating around in the air. That's not how I saw them. So I get what it feels like to see orbs. But I didn't know what they were when I was younger. And it wasn't like an extra special experience when I saw them. It was just normal. Like, oh, wow, if I can look at the sun this way, I actually can see the particles that are in the air. If anyone has experienced this, let me know. It is so cool. As an adult, it happens to me when I'm driving sometimes. It doesn't distract me, but it happens to me where I will see those. They look like cells. You know how when you look under a microscope and you can see cells? It looks like cells. 
but they're particles in the air. And sometimes they're visible to us. I think it has only been 10 years that I have known that those had a name and that people saw them. And a lot of it started when on Facebook they would post pictures about it and I'd happen to see it and I would go, oh my God, those are orbs. Those have a name. Their camera captured this or, you know, people would talk about seeing lights and and, and all of this. And I, I never saw them as light, like, you know, they were like floating around. I walk into a dark room and I see them. That I never, ever happened to me. But I see them during the day. Even in, in the brightest of light, I would be able to see them. And honestly, I, don't, I never really went further to find out what is behind them. But from Facebook, I learned that they were good things to see, special things to see. So you seeing them made you feel like, hey, I earned, I'm special enough to see them. But in truth, we all could see them, and we may see them from time to time. But you have finally put yourself in the pack of, hey, I'm a, I'm a pretty good person. Look, I was good enough to see orbs. Can see them because we're all alike. But when we feel this feeling that we can see them because now we know that they mean something, you have taken that information, processed it, and lifted your own self to yourself. That you're as special as what you used to just capture on camera. That it's real. Dreams are real. Life is real. It's such an interesting thing, but it's, it's great to have put yourself in that place based on what our brains think that it means. So then you thought to yourself, oh my God, finally, and I was so happy. Last night I dreamt of my boyfriend's ex-wife. He handed over his youngest daughter to her and I witnessed it. You weren't upset. You weren't threatened. You weren't jealous. It was a normal happenstance. That's huge. Because exes in the picture feel like threat, like, oh, wow, they've had this history. Oh, wow, they've had this daughter. Oh, wow, how did they interact? Oh, you know, and all this stuff goes through our minds. But instead, in your dream, you went to a luxurious hotel. You guys were celebrating. But the interesting kicker is that he wasn't there in body. When people are together and they go to a luxurious hotel, it's usually to be alone, to get away, to celebrate. But he was only there in spirit. What does that tell you? That tells you that you love him. You really love him. You didn't need everything because you were you were satisfied with who he is as a person. Everybody's going to look like something. And sometimes we're with people because of that. But you're not with him because of that. 
you you get you get something about the way he thinks, the way he feels about his soul. You get it and you accept it. You accept him. It's like when like I just said, when you walk into the house and you say it might not be somebody else's perfect house, but you walk in and it's your perfect house. You feel good there. And you are willing to do what it takes to be there. And you accept him for who he is. Because throughout this whole dream, you were with your boyfriend the last minute to save you in that neighborhood. You can see ill will. You start to see the light through the orbs. And now you're you're okay if you just are around him in spirit. That's one angle of your dreams. So now that you've figured all that out in life, the way we are taught about having the trumpet and all of that, so now you're off. You're going to heaven. You got to see the beauty. And the letters were your footprints. So you're seeing your own beauty. You're seeing your own path. And that when you die, there will be music for you. There is music. The night that I met Sterling, the, the night I met him, And I was sitting at that table in this restaurant. I heard the music of home. Until today, I cannot describe it. I don't know how to describe it. I have not heard a match to that music till this day. But I heard it. I had already seen Christ by then. None of my books were published, not even Little Wing yet. And I was on that search to find someone to help me publish the writings. And one of my clients from my job said, you need to meet this person. He will know what to do. It was the same woman that I saw Christ the night I saw Christ with. So she had a very pivotal role in my life, even though I do not see her. I have probably seen her less than seven times till this day in my life. Actually, maybe more because I used to call on her company, but on a personal level. But when she walks in, something walks in with her. I don't know what it is. She doesn't know what it is. But the night I met Sterling, she was supposed to be there. And she sent an email at the time prior to texting that said, I can't make it. I don't feel well. Why don't the two of you go ahead and meet? Because I could only meet on Thursday nights every other week at that time. 
because that was the only time I didn't have my kids. So Sterling and I went ahead and met. I heard that music. I'm sitting there with someone I just have only known for two hours of my life. And I said to him, after I heard that music, it was like it told me something. I don't know what it told me, but I know what I said. And I said after that, whatever it is, we need to do, I knew it was something we needed to do. It will only happen if we are together. And he looked right at me and he said, I know. That's all he said. I know. I went to meet him to edit my writing. He, as though someone programmed him exactly what to do, and he focused on it in a way that I can't even describe to you. It was all he did the whole time I knew him. And when it was done, that part, that job was done, it was like a crane came to my house lifted Sterling and his family out of the house and moved them two miles away from my home, what was our home. And I, I almost had no control of it going in and no control of it going out. But that music, that music, that's, when Christ told me, just like the beats, the notes in music, he said to me, life is like a synchronized watch. Only you don't know what time it is. We don't know what time it is, but it's a synchronized watch. There is a plan for every single soul. And you finally feel like you have a plan. That music, hearing the music, is when the angels sing. And that's why until this very day of my existence, I cannot tell you what I heard. But I can, if I hear it, tell you that's what I heard. but I heard it and it was it wasn't it wasn't what you would think it is I guess I don't even know how to describe it but it exists it's there if it was meant for me to describe it I probably would but I do know that when we hear beautiful music we get that same feeling that's why when we hear beautiful music at times or somebody singing and their voice is absolutely beautiful, it brings tears to our eyes. Because we connect through that beauty. And it's an unspoken language 
in unspoken beauty, and yet it exists. So the orbs, the music, you took yourself from a bad neighborhood to heaven. And understanding that when you die, it's not going to be a scary thing. In a bad neighborhood, not a scary thing. Seeing the ex, not a scary thing. Looking someone with ill will in the eye, not a scary thing. Watching orbs float around, great thing. But it's like an ace and an ace, an ace is an ace and a two is a two. Now, you put it in order somehow in your mind and in your life. And when you feel happy, just breathe it in and say, wow, this is what it's like to feel happy. I can do this. Really cool. Great succession of dreams. You guys, I'll see you tomorrow. I love you guys. Enjoy this day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.